podcast where we cast the light of God into a dark world. Welcome today and we're going to be talking about the mind of peace. I'm Amy Myers and I host this broadcast so that we can just find new ways and discoveries that God wants to reveal that can bring light into your day and push back any darkness and to help train us to see the tricks of darkness but also to push it back in ways when it's obvious. So I share some of these discoveries from my journey as a way to help others see the ways that we can progress in our journey with God and discover who God is and discover all of the goodness and life and love that he has to offer us. So I'm excited today. This is a new year, 2023, and this is something that's been brewing in me for quite a bit of time. The Lord showed me something early in 2023, but didn't really give me a fullness of what he wanted me to share with you today um, until just this morning. So this has been building for probably a good month now. Let's begin with the mind of peace. Now, some of you may have different ideas about what that means, and some may look at cliches that say, oh, I have a peace of mind or a calmness of different things that people have. What I want to unpack is a little bit of how that word sort of came about from the Lord to me. He described it as a mind of peace and that that was something to pursue. Going back to the beginning of the year, the, I was in a prayer meeting where we were praying and the topic was Psalm 23. And since then, a number of people have described Psalm 23 as just this wonderful short psalm that's been studied in the past. And it's a psalm of King David and it's in the Old Testament and it is... Um, but again, many people have described it this year as something to really pray about this year. And the more I've been digging into it in a study separately, I really do see so much beauty in it, so much strength in it, but also um, so many insights into who Christ is, but also our relationship with God. So as I was praying with a group of people, um, just praying for some general things. In Psalm 23, a particular part of it um, really struck out, and God gave me an image about that as we were praying. I'm going to read Psalm 23, 1 through 2, and then describe this image that he gave me, because this image is a general image. I'm going to tie it to another image that God gave me for somebody else, and then how God brought that together here just today. So here we go. Psalm 23, I'm using the ESV version, which is the English Standard Version. It is a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. In the New International Version, it says, He leads me beside quiet waters. And this is the part where God gave me this image as we were praying through this psalm, um, this concept of still waters. First, there's this sense here that he makes me lie down in green pastures. This indicates a sense of just a stillness, a quietness. But then with the leaves me beside still waters and quiet waters, God just really gave me a sense that sometimes we can be in waters and they can be tumultuous or hard, but God wants to take us to a place where they can be quieted still. I don't know if you've ever looked at two different kinds of waters, maybe perhaps a lake or a stillness, and it's clear, and there are not waves everywhere. It can still be um, perhaps a, a, a small river that's moving along, but it's still a little bit quiet. It doesn't have tumultuousness to it. And this was the image that, that 
the Lord had given my attention to. And it was just really this sense that sometimes we stand up strong in the middle of water that's trying to move forward and that can kind of knock us around, but it can also prevent us from going where we're meant to go. And I just offer to you that the sense that I got from God was so much that the description in scripture is that the Holy Spirit is living waters. Jesus also describes himself as having living water. And this is a concept where he is just alive and active in our days and water um, is something that flows through in and around us. So that's how this ties into this concept of gentle waters, quiet waters, still waters. The concept is also, if you imagine being in a place of stillness of waters, water that's not moving quickly, imagine yourself just lifting your feet and floating a little bit, or just letting yourself be gently guided down this gentle movement that is relaxing. Your weight, your weightiness is now a little bit more weightless. You sort of float a little bit more and it's easier to move. If you're standing, planting your feet inside the river bottom, you don't move as easily. The water sort of presses against you and you feel this resistance in this press. So the image, and I hope something that you might be able to carry forward in this next year of 2023 from Psalm 23, is the possibility that we could lift up ourselves and release ourselves to be willing to see where God might want to take us this year. And it's a reminder that God wants to do it in a gentle, calming way, but he does want to take us someplace. And it's not in our own power, but it's in letting him gently guide us to where we want, where he wants us to go, because there's a quietness, there's a stillness. And even if you read the rest of the psalm, even in moments of chaos or different darkness even that is surrounding us at times, we can still be in this place of settledness, of quietness, and being carried forward in a gentle way, even in the midst of other things that are going on. And I think this is such a good part of what's going on this year. There's so much that we can look around and see chaos and harshness and darkness that's obvious. But then there's also these little droplets of darkness that come into our own personal lives. And sometimes we don't necessarily think that God wants to solve those things too. And what I'm offering today is this concept that we can let God lift us up, carry us forward in a gentle, gentle way. So that's the first image was in this Psalm 23, these quiet waters. And I ask you to kind of release your heart, release um, just anything in you to say, I, I, God, I, I release myself to see where you want to take me. What gentle waters do you want to take me toward? And this then um, is the first image. And the second image was I was praying for uh, somebody close to me and I kept wondering, well, Lord, how do you want me to approach this? And this is where waiting on God is so good. I just kept waiting to see what he would sort of drop in my heart about how to approach something. I had different ways of the world where I could contemplate and think about and put together some logical thoughts and some data and some information, which at times is good to understand. But in relationships with other people, it really matters to try to find a place where we can also offer a gentle guidance to other people. And 
I woke up in the middle of the night, just about a week ago, woke up in the middle of the night at 4.34 a.m. I, I say this to you specifically because it leads somewhere. So at 4.34, God woke me up and I was beginning to think about this person again and praying about what to do and how to approach um, a conversation with this person. Well, as I prayed about it more, he sort of whispered, I sensed in me this thought of the person needing to fill up with life-giving things instead of things that do not bring life. And God was just so sure with me that this person needed to fill up with life-giving things. And then I pondered it more and prayed, God, what does that look like? This person may or may not know how to walk that journey because sometimes people are far from God, but God still wants to draw them to himself. So sometimes people don't always know how to step forward, which is one of the reasons why I try to do these things, these conversations, so that we can have an opportunity to see different ways to approach God. So I'm asking him these kinds of questions about this person. And um, and then I don't really get an answer, but then when I wake up, I begin to pray about it more. And I get this sense to open my Bible. And for those who have listened to some previous ones, sometimes I just open my Bible and, and a certain passage will be right in front of me that is exactly what God wants for me to understand. And this day that I was praying about it, I opened my Bible and it went right to Psalm uh, 104. It's sort of a longer psalm. It's um, got more than 30 verses. So I just opened it up and I thought, oh, okay. So I started to read and it's just all these beautiful descriptions of who God is and how he created all these magnificent and wonderful things. So it's a, it's a lovely place to sit and wonder about God. And then as I'm sitting praying for this person and remembering um, about how God wants to fill this person up with life-giving things instead of things that don't bring life, and which reminds me of a passage, um, John 10.10, it describes, Jesus is talking where he says, the thief kill, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that they may have life and life abundantly. And Jesus is drawing a contrast. The devil comes to do all of these bad things, but God comes, Jesus came to give life and life abundantly so that we can live this life where there, we are filled with abundant joy and peace and um, love for others and uh, kindness and patience and all these different components of who God really is instead of taking part in all of the things that the devil is always trying to do to still kill and kill and destroy. So part of that is he tries to constantly push darkness into our days, whether it's things we see, things we hear, things we watch, people we interact with, constantly trying to barrage us with different forms of things that do not bring life. The opposite of life is death. These things are meant to slowly chip away at the life and the goodness and the peace and the joy we can have inside. So that's what we know is the devil's plan. So combined with this information that God had given me about, um, for, 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 for a person that I care about, um, that, that God wanted to fill this person up with life-giving things, um, he then reminded me of the time that I woke up in the morning. Because I, when I woke up, I, I, I knew I had to pay attention to it. So at 4.34. So I go to Psalm 104, verse 34 
which is so sweet. And the Lord does this for me sometimes. And perhaps you can ask God to do this for you as well. And the verse is this. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. So what this verse is just simply saying is, may I think about God? May I wonder, may I think about God? May I spend time trying to think about who God is? And I can rejoice in who he actually is. And this is such an exciting thing because that is precisely what God was telling me in the middle of the night when he woke me up at 4.34 a.m., telling me that this person needed to have more life-giving things. And that is precisely what God was showing me. The way that this person can have life-giving things is to wonder about him, to ponder him, to think about him, discover who he is. See, some of us are really close to God, so we almost um, instinctively know how to find him or get close to him. Whereas other people are far from God and they don't necessarily know how to step forward in discovering who he is and how to trust and how to understand and, and what it looks like to put God's goodness and life and love inside of us. And that's when he reminded me, if we think about God and we ponder God, and even just this whole Psalm of one, 104, Psalm 104, just reading something like that can guide us toward understanding who God truly is. Not what people around us have said, not what um, different forms of media declare that he is. Truly seeking for ourselves, God, who are you? What do you look like? And if you look at some of these words in the Bible, you'll begin to sense inside of yourself how true these things really are. So those are two big images, one about quiet waters, about quietness and letting God guide us to where he gently wants to take us. And in Psalm 104:34, he wants us, the way he guides us is by filling up with him, filling up with life-giving things and just pondering and wondering. So even now, if you can imagine just sort of floating on your back in a beautiful water and just letting it sort of look up and look around and things are slower and it's not always easy to be slow but the one thing that God was showing me even today was that even though I spend a lot of time pursuing God and a lot of time understanding him and studying him there are still places where things fight in at my mind that take away peace and I was trying to concentrate, even just this morning, God, I'm just having a struggle. I'm having all these just random thoughts, simple thoughts about your day or other times. Um, but then other things, just small pieces of disruptions. And, I, and that's when the Lord said in my heart today, that concept, I want your mind to have peace. And sometimes we get busy and busyness can be an obvious thing that takes away our peace. But it can be even good things or things that maybe are educational. For instance, God pointed out to me there are a couple of apps on my phone. While they may on the surface look educational, like learning a new language or all these other aspects or just doing certain uh, mind riddle puzzle things just to, to use your mind and keep it active. Those kinds of things God was showing me, even those things that may be good for us physiologically, uh, scientifically, those things can be good. What happens and what can happen is those things can begin to disrupt our peace. It can disrupt 
a closeness to God. It can pull us away from peace. It can pull us away from letting God be a part of our day, which, which is interesting. Um, and I wanted to share it with you because all of us, whether close to God, far from God, somewhere in between um, or in a, a vibrant part of time with God or even in a time where you're just feeling dry, and these are the places that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's constantly trying to come at us, trying to push darkness into our days. And we have to fight in the sense of we always have to be diligent and alert to pushing back darkness and inviting the life of God and the peace of God. So for me, that was an app. For you, it might look, look different. Perhaps it's volunteering too much. Maybe it's you know scrolling through different types of social media and comparing yourself. Or maybe it's just simply watching too much news. Or maybe it's being too busy with other things in the house and constantly cleaning everything and not paying attention to a moment when God maybe wants you to just sit. So this is the part where I want to go back to the image and recalling this image because there's a gentleness to God that we have to practice kind of tapping into. And this is where we can let the Holy Spirit, who in the Bible, as I said, is described as living waters. See, he is the one who can gently guide us to peaceful, peaceful things. He, we can ponder him. We can wonder about him. We can be curious about these peaceful things of God. But what's also crucial, and it has got to be the Holy Spirit that guides you into what these peaceful things are, because not all things that people might declare as peace are what God is saying is peaceful. So some days it may look different. Um, that's why drawing close to God and hearing what God is trying to say or feeling a sense of what God is trying to show you is important. Some days, for me, it may be something simple. Some days it may be more complicated. We can even look out was recently studying, um, again, the story of Joshua and the Israelites who are coming in to take over Jericho after coming, being in the desert for 40 years and after miraculously getting out of slavery for 400 years in Egypt. They have been rescued, pulled out, and now it's 40 years later and it's time to go and take over the land that God has promised them. But God doesn't say, get all of your fighting men and do all of these miraculous things. No, God does something unexpected and sort of strange in the common sense category. He tells them to march around the city for six days with the priests in front, carrying the presence of the Lord and blowing these uh, shofars, which are like uh, ram's horns that make a sound, to walk around the city of Jericho for six days, one time a day, and on the seventh day to walk around seven, seven times. And then everybody screams this loud shout, probably at least a million Israelites at this point, scream a loud shout, and that, those were the instructions. Now, you and I would wonder, well, how does that take a city down with fortified walls? Well, in God's way of doing things, he's miraculous and he can do anything. He wanted them to follow his instructions, whatever it looked like. And for those of you that don't know the story, the walls came down and they were able to take the city back for them for God and they all got to um, continue forward in taking the land that God had promised them so 
I offer that story to you because the timing is also interesting because sometimes God will have us do things that don't make sense. This is where going back to this image of releasing yourself and instead of standing firm in the waters as they pass by you, perhaps rest a moment and ask God a few questions. So having life-giving peace, having a mind of peace comes only from God and we have to ask him and spend time with him and be willing to let him guide us beside quiet waters. So I'm going to give you a couple of things you might be able to ask God. One, you might you might be able to say, okay, God, what, is, what does peace look like? What does a mind of peace look like? And how do I discover a mind filling up with peace? Would you let my eyes see what that looks like? Or maybe you ask him, will you let my mind even understand what true peacefulness looks like? Like, how does it feel? How do I pursue it? What is, how do I experience this in a real life sort of way? And then wonder wonder about God. This is what he's asking us. We are so busy with so many things that even just taking a few moments, one of the hardest things in the world is to be still and to be quiet. And what God is saying is there is so much racing around with so much right now. Take a moment to wonder about me. Remember that part that one little verse at 434, Psalm 104, 34. May, the meditate, may my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. We can wonder about him. We can wonder about who he is. Perhaps start by reading Psalm 23. Ask God some questions. Or read Psalm 104 and ponder who God is. Like Take in those words and ponder it. It's only just over 34 verses. Now it's longer than quick little things, but it's not super long. Psalm 23, six verses. I'll put a link in the passages um, to these passages in the description when, when I post this, or you can also search them now on your Bible app, Psalm 23 and Psalm 104. So we are in the pursuit of peace. May this year bring you a mind that fills up with peace. And a mind of peace allows God to be with you without a distraction. It can bring us into a place of understanding God more quickly. So when we pursue peace and we increasingly have a mind of peace, we can get closer to God even faster. So, And when we get into this place, we can experience the goodness of God and the love of God more fully. And your life becomes more vibrant. Your life becomes guided by these gentle whispers of God, these gentle guiding things of God. And then suddenly you're going to be in places that are more beautiful, that are more peace-filled, that have a quietness of your soul. And it will be so lovely. And so I pray that you'll be able to quickly get to those places with God as you spend more time with God. And to the one thing that I love about what the Lord also showed me in this is just the reminder of that as we experience the goodness of God and the love of God more fully, we do experience peace. And Jesus is described as the Prince of Peace. See, he gives peace if we ask him. It's not what the world gives, but he does give it in abundance when we do ask him. And that was the, just the 
essence of what God really was pressing on my heart today, taking an image that he gave me a couple of weeks ago, really pressing it into me, and then even more to help somebody I care about, and bringing that all together in a way that I hope brings you peace, brings a little light into your day, but also maybe an opportunity to grow in peace so that you're more able to see the things that God has for you. So I'm going to close with this uh, Bible passage because it just summed up all of what God was already showing me in, in all of these things. And that is that the Holy Spirit is the one who guides you down these quiet waters. He's the one that guides you into peace. He's the one that gives you understanding and he's the one that can light your path and open your eyes and reveal all of these things to you. And it is because of Jesus that we have access to Holy Spirit. And here is the verse. It is John 14, 26 through 27. And again, I did this in the ESV version. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, this is Jesus talking, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So today, friends, I just invite the Holy Spirit to step into your heart and to step near to you this day. And I ask the Holy Spirit to just show you his love, show you his peace, and to teach you all things that are peaceful all things of God that are of peace. And may he bring to your memory these verses that we described today, but any other things that he said to you or any things that are in the Bible itself. And remember, the Prince of Peace, who is Jesus, declares that he wants to leave peace with you and his peace, he wants to give it to you. So I pray that you would have God's peace in the preciousness of Jesus's peace for you. May you have this because the world cannot give you true peace. Only God can. And as we sit with a mind of peace, our hearts will not be troubled. And if they are, may it only be briefly so that we can know that we do not have to be afraid. We do not have to have trouble. We can just rest in the quiet waters, letting the peace of God and the power of God and the presence of God guide us gently to the beautiful places he wants us to go. I praise you, God. I thank you, God. And may every person listening be blessed with the peace of God and filled with a mind of God's peace.